Hello everyone, welcome to episode 2 of the Lost Words podcast To those of you who listened to my first episode a couple of weeks ago Thank you so much, I really do appreciate each and every one of you I know I said I was going to try and keep this to 2 weeks And it's now been 3 since the last episode um, There have been complications largely because of this virus And uh, I'm back now, but yeah, it was a bit, a bit of a, a mad situation over the past week but um, to those of you who are listening for the first time, I encourage you to listen to episode one, see if this is really the podcast for you. Also, you get to hear my voice for another 15 minutes and that can't be bad for anyone else but me who hates listening back to his own voice. Um, I hope everyone's doing well and is in good health. For those of you who aren't, I really hope your circumstances change for the better very soon. So without further ado, 2020 has gotten off to a crazy start crazy chaotic there was talk of the u.s going to war with iran there was the bushfires in australia uh, a plague of locusts has like ravaged mo- like a large part of east africa and beyond they haven't seen anything like this in over 50 years uh, a volcano erupted in indonesia the krakatoa volcano if i've butchered the pronunciation i apologize and then of course we've got the global pandemic that is covid19 Regarding this, I hope everyone is doing well with the limited amount of things we've got left to do and the changes in circumstances with with work and daily hobbies and whatnot, people not having to take not being able to take their children to school. It's been a really weird time and even though a lot has changed since the last episode a few weeks back, at the same time not much has really changed at all. We're still waking up to death tolls and the news and since I last recorded there's been loads of new suspected symptoms, loss of smell and taste. I encourage you to go on the NHS website and see if um and see all the information that that's up to date rather than trusting all the conspiracy theories flying around on WhatsApp and whatnot. Um people close to me have suffered effects symptomatic of COVID-19 also. So I'm starting this episode by wishing everybody good health and good fortune and thoughts and prayers to everyone who is affected by this virus, whether directly or indirectly, and to those in difficulties for any of the other reasons I mentioned, especially in the other countries. Um, I can't imagine what it's like to live in a country that has an active volcano. So thoughts and prayers to everyone involved, um, everyone in Indonesia. Um, We've reached yet another point in time where all the news outlets are reporting hundreds of deaths in a single country on a daily basis and instead of being horrified by that fact we're kind of now a bit desensitized which is really weird to see. Like of course there's been many other occasions where this has been the case, SARS, all the wars going on around in the world, global famine but now I think we're seeing what it's like when hundreds of people are dying daily in developing countries and I think the reason this is somewhat interesting is that for those of us who are lucky enough to not live in those developing countries or countries that are less fortunate or war-torn, it's simple to kind of watch the news and not really care about what doesn't affect you directly. But viruses don't know government allegiances, international treaties and whatnot. There's a very real problem affecting the whole world right now. And hopefully this teaches us all to be a little bit more empathetic to people in general, regardless of their circumstances. We shouldn't brush off the fact that people are dying in droves. Yeah, a number of a number of people are recovering, and that is great news to hear. Um, I read yesterday about a 99 year old man that recovered. I think he's a war veteran. Uh, so that was really really good news. But when this is all over, this is going to leave a lasting effect on people, many of whom have lost people before their time. So 
as I have to use this platform responsibly. Stay at home, please follow the government guidance. It may be difficult for now, but it's short-term pain for long-term gain. At the same time, what I feel, feel like this period of time has done, and this is where it gets a little bit more cheery, is bring out the best in a lot of people. I said in the previous episode, I feel like um, people have gotten a bit more closer to each other, a lot more closer actually, a lot more closer to one another, and that's really nice. In between Netflix party, house party, Instagram live, quarantine radio has been popping and all the other ways people have been in touch with each other or just generally grouping together online it is nice to feel like you're not alone uh i've jumped in a couple of um parties on playstation online where i've seen more people online in the past couple of weeks than i've ever seen at any given time and that's been that's been really entertaining i however am now openly judging people who were mocking me for watching certain shows because now some of you people are glued to these very same shows shame on you all you all you all know who you are and i won't i won't name drop here next week there's a show on netflix called too hot to handle that i am definitely going to be watching unashamedly no less so yeah that starts on the 17th which is um friday coming uh i might netflix party that but i'm not sure yet i'll see how it goes outside it's um it's really warm. It's really, really warm, actually. The weather is making a mockery of the stay-at-home situation. But like I said, it's for the greater good. Um, and to those of you who are fortunate fortunate enough to have a garden, I'm very jealous of you all. Walking around the neighborhood and the park really isn't the same as having your own outdoor space. And I really hope the lockdown ends before the weather becomes too cold to have some barbecues because I'm really hoping to hit some barbecues this year. But, and this will always be the case, I have something I want to talk about, which is separate from all the chaos that's engulfing the world at the moment. And this is something I've been thinking about for a while as well. I want to address the issue of being the gifted child and the lack of emotional understanding that you get from your elders. This is especially prevalent in black families, I think. And I I say that as a black man, I can't really um, speak for uh, other ethnicities. Don't make, I'm not trying to say that. It doesn't happen in other cultures as well. But... I think inadvertently being labeled as the gifted child or being labeled as smart for your age kind of sets you up for a world of pressure when you're older that you can't really feel when you're young because when you're young you don't really care about anything and you become accustomed to being successful in every endeavor or not having to work as hard for the things that you want or the things that you need and now I'm going to speak from my own experience for a bit because one thing I need to make abundantly clear is that I don't speak for anyone but myself And a lot of this podcast is going to be me thinking out loud. In primary school, I was always told by my peers that and my elders around me that I was smart for my age. And I had a smart mouth, which is like for sure, like unquestionably, I was your stereotypical nerd um, as a primary school kid. My vocabulary was really kind of ridiculous for primary school age. I was really good at maths. I was good at writing. Everything I touched academically, I was good at. I played the piano. Um, up until secondary school, I was one of a handful of people in my class that was just used to winning. Um, we were just good at everything. Me, my friend Imran, my friend Melissa, my friend Catherine, we were just, whatever we touched, just turned to gold academically. And I never had to work as hard as some of the other people around me, like my peers in my class. I always posted good results. And as a matter of fact, the only real complaint that my teachers had about me in parents' evenings and stuff is that I used to distract other people. And it was probably because I was bored. I wasn't being challenged. Um, like I said, I was just I was just good at everything. 
but and the older family members in my like they used to have really really high hopes um from me at a really young age and I never really understood it back then because you know I'm a kid and I'm not really thinking about those kind of things but some people might say yeah rightfully so they they're like they're right to have these expectations of you but when you're a child you're not really thinking about your future like that when you get older though if you don't maintain your desire to learn life catches up with you fast boy life does catch up with you fast academically i dropped off in secondary school and that wasn't entirely my fault um i went to a school that was in special measures for maybe 80 percent of the time i was there we had four different head teachers and i'm not going to use that entirely as an excuse for falling off academically somewhat i definitely coasted because i'd grown up never having to work hard but I discovered roughly halfway through secondary school life, you can't really be smart for your age forever because at some point you're expected to have the level of intelligence for the age that you're at. And I think that might have been a bit of a shock to me because when I couldn't learn something quickly or I looked at others who were learning things at a much faster pace, I started to feel like a failure within myself. And only now, much later in my life, do I think I have the answer to why that is within myself because life is essentially school until the day you die. You have to learn new things for the rest of your life. College, university, new jobs, so on and so forth. And I'm guilty myself of looking at the people around me and thinking, why am I not as good as them when I've always been top three at whatever I've done? And the simple answer is that it's because I grew up not having to work as hard to be as good as I needed to be. I wasn't used to actually working for what I wanted. I was just good. There was no explanation for it. I never had anything handed to me, but I was just good at a lot of things. Getting turned down for jobs and promotions and not being where I wanted to be in my life at a particular time or a particular age used to be absolutely terrifying to me. Because even if you're not comparing to someone else in a similar position, you're in a place mentally where you feel like you deserve what you've not necessarily worked so hard for. In my late teens, I heard a phrase. um, What was it? What was it? Uh, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard and at the time I either didn't understand or didn't care in terms of how it related to me what that phrase actually meant but it took me actually failing at some of the things I thought I worked hard enough for to realize that I simply wasn't working hard enough to get the things that I wanted and when I realized this it was one of the most liberating things ever I think becoming a parent was one of the things, one of the best things to happen to me in terms of my own personal growth, because as a dad, you always think about how you can be a better dad, or if you're doing enough in your current capacity as a parent. And I don't want to put pressure on my daughter to feel like she has to exceed to keep me feeling proud of her. I do want her to do her best at all times, but I want her to appreciate the value of the hard work she's put in to get to where she is. I think that might be dif- um, that might be a difficult ask because when I was a young kid, I wasn't, I thought I had all the answers because I was usually right about whatever I was putting my mind to and I wasn't really trying to hear anything the adult said. I never really responded well to authority and I think that's only something I've gotten better at in the past three or four years. It's a whole other conversation though to talk about the parental pressure you face um, growing up in a household with Caribbean parents or with Caribbean grandparents especially. African parents too from what I hear Um, My nana wanted me to be a doctor and she would tell everybody in earshot that I was going to be a doctor when I was still reading Biff and Kipper books and Spot the Dog when I was like six, seven years old. And she was not hearing me when I was saying I had no interest in being a doctor. 
so even though like my cousins were like don't worry about it don't worry about it I just kind of never understood I was like no I don't want to be a doctor and I feel like she should know that but it's funny to think about that now if your parents come from the 50s or the 60s those kind of times they'll have grown up in a time where they had to deal with their own hardships and difficulties that we as their children and grandchildren don't have to deal with now and as a result it can be hard to lean on your elders for emotional support because they don't they, they don't understand they simply do not understand they've become battle hardened and not that it's a competition in their eyes but they may see your day-to-day problems as a drop in the ocean compared to their trials and tribulations growing up for me the strongest people i know mentally are probably my parents and my grandparents with the exception of my mum um i would say i can probably i can't always turn to them for advice actually yeah i could turn to my mum for advice but not the rest usually and that's not a slight on them by any means that's not an insult it's simply that they don't understand the times so if you step back and look at the weight of expectation that's being placed on you from your elders at a young age because you were good at certain things growing up or your teachers loved you or you were a straight a student you can't risk disappointing them if your grades slip if your dreams change or don't align with what your your parents or grandparents want or expect of you we all want to make our parents proud but we don't want to feel like the dreams they want us to live are the only way we can do it and there's only so much we can do for our elders but their praise doesn't pay our bills and it's important that as you get older to realize that pleasing others shouldn't be your end goal and you shouldn't be scared to disappoint people if your dreams don't align with what your grandparents and your parents wish they could have done themselves and i learned that pretty late um i think that's all i've got to say on the matter uh that was kind of emotionally charged i promise i'm not going through it i really am not i was lucky enough to grow up in a um in a house with love and my parents did allow me to express myself i did have some disagreements here and there with some of the elders in my family um regarding where i should go as a career or whatnot but i've got a roof over my head clothes on my back that i pay for myself my my daughter is always healthy happy and well fed so i can say that i've 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 turned out pretty well i'm still trying i'm still growing and we will all continue to grow um there's no time limit on the journey but just make sure that you are trying to grow um i've had these talks with a number of people and i just thought i'd throw my two cents in because like i said i was never really coaxed into doing a particular thing i didn't want to but i do know i didn't always make the choice that i was expected to I want you to know that's okay if you're one of those children that everyone was said was super smart or destined for great things you like me were probably scared to fail and failure is okay nobody starts off at something as good as they end up being but it's very important also to learn that from those failures you can grow growth is something you can't ever prepare for so that's scary because it's new but don't let failure become your norm and that is pretty much all I had to say for this episode. So as always, more love, more light. Take care of yourself and your loved ones and stay home, of course, unless you need to go out for essentials. The sun will shine another day, I promise. Until next time, peace and love. <laughs>